Giving Tuesday is coming up yet again. What do you need to know to maximize this fundraising opportunity for your nonprofit organization? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Dr. Una Osley. She's the Associate Dean for Research at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. Una truly is one of the world's top experts on a wide range of philanthropic and fundraising topics as she's invited to travel across the country and across the globe to describe her findings, one of which, Una, is very timely as Giving Tuesday comes up. Una and her colleagues conducted path-breaking research into this phenomenon. What are some of the things that uh, stand out from that research that fundraisers need to know? So Giving Tuesday has been around for a while. It's gained momentum since 2012, the very first year. And we've been studying it since its inception to see what its impact has been overall on giving, but also how it might affect different groups differently, different kinds of organizations. The biggest insight for me is that Giving Tuesday appears to increase giving without uh, reducing year-end giving. A lot of fundraisers are concerned that if people give on Giving Tuesday, they might actually reduce or cannibalize their year-end mm -hmm. year giving. Turns out in the data that is not the case. Individuals give on Giving Tuesday and subsequently give on Giving Tuesday. We also see a lot of new donors that are uh, essentially first-time donors to that organization around Giving Tuesday. A lot of that has to do with the outreach. The outreach usually takes place through social media as opposed to perhaps other forms of uh, outreach that organizations do. So you have an opportunity to engage individuals who you may not have engaged before, and many organizations are finding success with that strategy. I think another interesting uh, point from the data is that small and medium-sized organizations appear to benefit from Giving Tuesday campaigns, and that is in fact quite Quite different from what we see in other domains where perhaps larger, more established organizations may do better. In Around Giving Tuesday, we see that small organizations, medium-sized organizations can actually uh, be quite successful in raising money and size is not necessarily a barrier as we may see with other kinds of fundraising events. So now that Giving Tuesday is more than five years old, there's a lot of data out there that Una and her colleagues have looked at to help establish these trends. And again, one of these questions was, is this new money from new people? Or are people who would have made a donation anyway, well, they're just taking advantage of Giving Tuesday to do this. And it sounds like uh, that in many cases, this is new money from new donors. Absolutely, absolutely. That was a big uh, question that we went into the data with to try to see what's actually happening around Giving Tuesday. And so far, it really has been new donors uh, that haven't given before. And uh, the challenge, I guess, for organizations is once you have these new donors, how do you continue to cultivate them? How do you engage them? And the good news is you have uh, an opportunity through technology to find out what those donors want, to actually reach out to them after that Giving Tuesday event and find pathways to engage them going forward. And Una, your point about how small and medium-sized now profits can participate. Uh, one thing that that would indicate to me is this is a very low cost way to get new donors in the door. Certainly there's a time expense in this, we're using our time on this, but I'm not having to go to a mail house and you know, purchase that service, buy lots of stamps for direct mail, uh, the expense of a special event, all these kinds of things. It sounds like what you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, this is a low or maybe no financial cost way to get new donors in the door. Is that accurate? Well, there's still a cost. There's always okay. a cost. I'm an economist. 
economist, so we often talk about the opportunity cost right. of your time because right. you could be doing something else. How about financially? Uh, financially, I think it can be a lower cost okay. venture, and you can also mobilize your volunteers to help you spread yeah. the word. Um, I have actually been involved with organizations that have used Giving Tuesday as a platform to really spread the word and to use their volunteers very actively. And in the last few years, there's also been matching opportunities. Mm. So Facebook, for example, has uh, had a match process on Giving Tuesday. Uh, PayPal had a match a few years back. And so for many organizations, look out for those uh, large uh, opportunities to actually match your donations on Giving Tuesday. That's a, a less well-known fact. And in the organization I was involved with, it was quite impressive, not just how much we raised, but then being able to secure the match from Facebook. Now, when we look at the dollars that are being raised, I know the gross total for Giving Tuesday continues to go up and, and very impressively continues to go up from one year to the next. What about individual dollar amounts? What type of expectations should fundraisers have when they're engaged in Giving Tuesday fundraising? So the average gift size was about $100 okay. roughly, um, but then there's a distribution. So I think we did tend to see that uh, that average gift size looks actually quite similar to a lot of uh, campaigns, for example, disaster giving campaigns. Mm -hmm. We tend to see the kind of uh, average gift size about $100. So I think mm -hmm. those kinds of one-time events, there is a norm, a social norm around how much people give. However, organizations can also use that as an opportunity opportunity, not just to mobilize gifts, but also to mobilize volunteers, uh, because often your volunteers can help you spread the word. To your point about costs, uh, on social media, everyone can be a fundraiser. So you can use your board, your volunteers, your different groups to actually increase the uh, community that's involved in your cause and your organization. I think organizations that are truly successful with Giving Tuesday, we've kind of watched this over time, are doing a lot of different things around Giving Tuesday to make sure that they get the word out and that they build a sense of community around their organization and the cause that they are working on. So a lot of important learnings about Giving Tuesday. The total dollar amount from Giving Tuesday continues to grow. There are new donors participating with Giving Tuesday. This giving is not harming end-of-year giving. In fact, this is helping end-of-year giving. So we're seeing a lot of positives, including for medium-sized and smaller nonprofits. The gifts, on average, are about $100. What a great base of the pyramid gift for you to start a relationship with a donor. So, so many positives from Giving Tuesday that we're seeing for fundraising, including, Una, this finding about gender. There are some gender differences that fundraisers need to know about. Great insight, Bill. Uh, as you know, the Lilly Family School has the Women's Philanthropy Institute, and one of the goals of the institute is to be intentional about understanding how men and women differ in their giving behavior. One interesting and perhaps surprising finding is that women were more likely to give during Giving Tuesday and also gave more actively um, during Giving Tuesday. Well, part of it is uh, a surprise, but then when we look at the larger context, we see that women tend to be more engaged in social media. They're more likely to be active on social media. And then they also tend to be more involved in platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, across the board. I think this is an important insight for nonprofits to understand as they build their Giving Tuesday strategy to pay attention to how they might engage their female donors, 
differently perhaps from their male donors with the insight that women are more likely to give on Giving Tuesday and just through social media in general. So women are more likely to be on social media in the first place, but then how is this consistent with what we know about women as donors overall? Because women, as I've learned from you and your research through WPI, tend to be more relational in their giving compared to men already anyway, right? Exactly. And networks are very important for women as donors. And so uh, once you link it back to those research findings, those core research findings, it makes sense that uh, Giving Tuesday does tend to be an opportunity to engage female donors, perhaps uh, more intentionally, uh, in for a lot of nonprofits. Una, what do we know about the types of messages that women tend to respond to in a charitable giving opportunity compared to the types of messages men tend to respond to? And how should this influence our strategy when we're thinking about Giving Tuesday as a social media fundraising opportunity? So build back to the basics. We know that women are uh, tend to be more personal in their giving. They tend to respond more to social networks. And so requests coming from friends or from neighbors or from their peers may actually have more of an impact. Uh, another big um, finding from the research is women tend to give around uh, wanting to make a difference in their giving. So emphasizing the role that the gift can play in making a difference in having an impact can also be a way of mobilizing more female donors or engaging them more broadly in the work of the organization. So great takeaways from this Giving Tuesday research, which is available for free on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Go to that research tab. You'll see all of the free research that's available, including for Giving Tuesday, which is very important in and of itself and also gives us some clues for our social media fundraising overall, which we need to remember should not be an end in and of itself, but often is the first opportunity to connect with a new donor and now the stewardship kicks in. We need to make sure these folks become part of our donor database. We need to stay in touch with them throughout the course of the year, not always asking them for money, but keeping them informed about our nonprofit. Let's then watch who donates from one year to the next. And if somebody's donated to us three or four years in a row, in philanthropy, they're asking us to ask them for a larger gift most often. So it's, we continue our fundraising practices when people first find us through social media. This is the type of information we teach in our courses at the Fundraising School. Go on to that professional development tab on the website. You'll see the courses, our custom training, webinars, podcasts, many ways that we can help you at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the Fundraising School. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.